Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Housing really matters. Well, of course it does. It always matters, but at a time of an absolutely rocketing population, it matters even more. Now, I'm not going to go into the numbers of net migration to Britain, uh, but we all know, we all know, we need to build a new dwelling every three or four minutes in this country just to cope with the number of people coming into Britain. The government have set a very, very clear target, which is we'll be building 300,000 new houses every year by the mid 2020s. The mid-2020s pretty much coinciding with the date of the next general election, and yet they've not been getting anywhere near that target. And the problem they have is they want to build more homes out round the country, and members of Parliament say this is the wrong place to build. Arguments get made about Greenbelt. Arguments get made about urban sprawl. Local planning and local democracy become a real obstacle and a real barrier. And then you've got the environmental aspects of this. I was talking to somebody the other day, a small developer down in Hampshire, and he's part of what's considered to be the basin for the Test River. And it is a beautiful and very important chalk stream. But he is having to spend fortunes on making sure that nothing he does will leach nitrates out of the soils, that it's going to put the cost of each apartment up by £25,000. Everywhere the government turns, it finds it more and more difficult to meet these housing targets. And yet, I remember a few years ago, I was in Rotherham. I was campaigning in Rotherham uh, in the wake of that terrible scandal that had happened up there. And I remember thinking, well, just a few miles down the road is Meadow Hall, the first really big out-of-town shopping mall in the United Kingdom. And here was the high street in Rotherham, and shops were empty, shops were boarded up, shops had become charity shops for obvious rate and tax reasons. And I looked at these, I looked at the flats above them, and it seemed that no-one was living there either. And I began to think over the course of the last few years, well, maybe if there is this fundamental change in the way we shop, maybe city centres could become somewhere we live. Well, one man who's been on this case for some time is Mark Homer, co-founder and director of Progressive Property. It is difficult to build on fields, isn't it? Uh, it, it certainly is difficult because you need a, a planning application. And I'm quite excited today because it sounds like we may be getting some new permitted development rights to enable us to... Uh, take disused, underused commercial buildings, so maybe retail, that could be office, that could be uh, potentially warehouses, uh, and, and, and convert those into a residential use. Now, this is not new. George Osborne, 2013, introduced these rights originally. Um, and I, I think I was the first person in Peterborough to, to put an application in to take a, an office building and, and convert it into 23 apartments. But it got more and more difficult over the years. Um, more councils got involved, um, there was um, more sort of consultees, they were deciding about sort of road safety and um, contamination and, and, and there were various other things around sizing which, which caused an issue. So 
I'm hoping that this is uh, a new re renaissance and, um, you know... Yeah, and if, if city centres, if, <laughs> you know, if that culture of going out for the day to the shops is dying because we prefer to go to Blue Water or we prefer to buy online, um, it kind of makes sense to live in city centres now, doesn't it? And I'm kind of thinking, Mark, if we do that, a new kind of shop will grow up because you'll get convenience stores, pharmacies, that kind of thing. I mean, Michael Gove has argued here for a gentle, a gentle, sorry, densification of our inner cities. And I think compared to our neighbours, we're actually, even London, we're very low level, aren't we? We certainly are. Um, we took uh, the old Marks and Spencers in the centre of Peterborough uh, about four or five years ago. Uh, the, the, the ground floor put a supermarket in there, no problem, but the, the two floors above, completely vacant. Uh, so no use for it. We, we added three floors, uh, put 100 flats above, uh, and now it's back into use. Uh, yes, it works for a, a sort of supermarket. Opposite, we took a pound land. Whole building was all um, sort of in use previously. Now there's a college in there. The rents have halved on the high street where we are. Yeah. So all of these uses suddenly start to work. Um, you know, we've got an estate agency in one, whereas they could never have afforded the rent before. Um, and, you know, on, on the other side, you know, we, we, we're looking at sort of service sector. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, as I said earlier, you know, whenever you want to build in any rural or semi-rural constituency, there are violent objections. Uh, the arguments get made. You put another couple of hundred houses here, there's not an extra GP, there's no more extra space in the schools, and very often that's true. I mean, very often it really is true. When it comes to developing in the inner cities, do we, do we get the same level of objection? I don't think we do. Um, certainly when we put a, an application in, and, and often we are putting full applications in because the type of buildings we're converting are not um, sort of deemed permitted, you know, you can't use the permitted development rights. Um, you don't see uh, the same level of objections at all. In fact, often I'll get three or four objections to a scheme like that. Whereas if we're doing a, a new build development, uh, you're on a, I don't know, a, maybe a greenfield site, um, and, and certainly within residential areas where you've not got other commercial mm. residents uh, around, uh, way, way more objections. So it, 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 it's definitely the way to go. Um, it, they just need to resource the councils and, and make sure these permitted development applications actually are strictly dealt with in that way and, and they don't find other reasons to refuse. Well, on other reasons to refuse, so many builders, so many builders are saying, that the current green targets, the classifications for houses, are making it harder and harder and harder. Those problems will apply in the inner city too, won't they? They absolutely will. Uh, you'll need to meet, you know, the SAP calculations, there are EPCs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, gas boilers are banned on new build now anyway, so you're into electric, uh, and we've been having to do that for, for a number of years. Which, so puts, which puts the price of the property up. Absolutely, along with the insulation, along with the, you know, all the sort of noise defences that we which have. Which, in theory, are all good ideas. They are, they are good in ideas. Theory. But, but But, of course, if, it, if it's done to the, the, the extent that it makes the, um, the development unaffordable and, therefore, the developer can't sell it, well, they won't build it in the first place or they won't convert it in the first place. So there's a balance here. Local people don't get new units or if they do, they're very, very expensive. So, uh, you know, where, where, where does the balance sit? Do you think there's any chance of the government reaching 300,000 new builds a year by the time of the next general election? Well, 2010, uh, since 2010, the government say 
th that there have been 2.2 million homes delivered. OK, so that's about 170,000 yeah, yeah, per annum, yeah? yeah? Need 300,000, and we've got, what, a year, 18 months before the next election? Um, and they've got to introduce all of these new permitted development rights. We haven't got all the de The devil is in the detail, and we haven't, right. we haven't seen it all. Um, and they say they're going to resource these planning departments and introduce all this stuff. This always takes time. You know, and, and, and once the detail comes out, I guess there's got to be a new general permitted development order. Um, that will need to be introduced. And then developers have got to feel like this thing is, is, is real and, and they can actually... They've got some certainty and can start buying, uh, you know, sites. So there's no way, you know, it's too late. There's no way this is going to happen before the gen next general election. No. But overall, you're excited with the change of language. I, I'm, I'm, Again. I, I'm really excited <laughs> and, and I want to be excited uh, and I ideally want this to happen. Well, Mark Homer, we'll see where we go. Thank you for joining us again here on GB News.